All right, it is the Friday before the regular season finale for the Seattle Seahawks, and their playoff life is on the line when they host the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. The coach of the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, comes by for his weekly Friday visit. Good afternoon, sir. What's up, Dory? How you doing? Doing fantastic. Uh, I heard you were doing a little balling with the Harlem Globetrotters yesterday, huh? Yeah, we had a little. Uh, they, they visited practice there, beginning their uh, you know their worldwide tour, and so we got a chance for those guys to stop by and have some fun uh, on the practice field. And then afterward, we had a little little hoops contest, and uh, uh, Tyler Lockett kind of took him to task a little bit. It was pretty good. Really? Uh, now, uh, were you a pretty good basketball player back in the day? I'm uh, just a total pickup gym rat. Yeah. Okay. I played back in. I played in school. Yeah, all that. Okay. Do you still have some game? I got yeah. I'm about down to my D game. Okay, <laughs> isn't that frustrating? I used to be okay, and now that I'm 56, it just gets tougher and tougher. It's almost where it's no fun anymore because I remember how it used to be, Pete. Yeah, I, I know. I, I go by the Dominique Wilkins theory that you lose your you lose your hops, but you never lose your J. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that a lot. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little football here too. So what's the magic elixir? You have a, a game like you had a week ago Sunday against the Rams, and then you go down and had a lot of things stacked against you in Dallas and still pull out a victory. What's what's the elixir that's going on with this team? Well, I think that was an indication of really uh, really solid leadership from the guys in the locker room. And I think uh, Bobby and KJ coming back to action had a, a big influence on everybody and, and – uh, you know, Russ and Doug and those guys all set the tone and, and away we went. Um, we really were determined to play good ball and, and, and take advantage of that opportunity of bouncing back and proving that we could. It really wasn't to anybody else. It was just for, to, for the guys in the room. And the belief was really strong that we could. And uh, the message was solid from really Bobby right from the last word in the locker room about believing in one another. And, and the guys went out there and showed that. And, and you overcame a lot of adversity. You told me, I think, the first conversation we ever had. You were talking about your overall philosophy, and it's all about the ball. And even though the offense was struggling, when you get three takeaways like you did, that can sure be a great equalizer. Yeah, and, and the offense responded. You know, in two of those takeaways, one of them we scored, and the other two, uh, the offense went right down the field and scored. And so uh, we kind of fit together really well and, and, and played off of each other, and, and it worked out great. Yeah, it sure did. I mean, how about that stat? You were the first team since 1966 to have more penalty yards than offensive yards in a game. That's pretty amazing. No, it's great to have records, you know. Not (laughs) not all of them are good ones, but... uh... (laughs) A couple of those penalties were long pass interference, and I've often wondered if the NFL should go more toward college rules where it's just 15 yards. You've You've done both, so what do you think about that? Well, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there is some determined. There were 73 yards or something in two penalties, you know, and both of those calls were, could, you know, were challengeable calls. You know, I mean, you would, they could have gone either way. And I'm not saying they're wrong, but they could have gone either way. But maybe there's something in there to, to evaluate if, if it was a really catchable opportunity, you know, and maybe you look at it one way if the ball's overthrown a little bit too much, you know, so it doesn't penalize you so drastically. It's such a big, uh, big play. And, and, but one side of it, you know, if you're on the other side of the ball, it was, it was a great penalty. You know, they loved it. So um, it's, it's, it doesn't seem proper uh, at times when it's such a close call and could go either way. Would you like to have the opportunity to have penalties reviewed just like uh, inbounds, you know, things are reviewed, or would that just slow the game down too much? 
Well, no, it does. Everything slows the game down. And I, I've always been an advocate for just playing the game. But but replay does fix some problems. And if if replay could fix a problem of a bad call, you know, or an improper call or whatever, then I, I, I particularly with that kind of significance, you know, I wish they could do it. I, I there's it's not going to be easy though, you know, because those are such such judge you know judgeable calls, and it could go either way. It depends how you look at it and how the angles and all of that. So it's a real problem, and it's just something we kind of have to live with, I believe. Earlier this season, you told me that you thought Doug Baldwin was the quickest guy off the line in the league, and he had just a ridiculous touchdown play where he got such separation. Can you explain to me and my listeners how Doug Baldwin does what he does when he can get that kind of separation from a, an NFL defensive back? Well, yeah, I can only tell you that he, he is extremely unique and. Uh, the timing and the suddenness that he has, the, you know, this, the quick twitch that he has, uh, is one thing. But but his ability to coordinate it and, and operate, you know, in conjunction with the other per- player that he's going against, that timing, sense, feel savvy, all those things all have to play into uh, making a move like that and, and leaving a guy in, in such a bad situation. It, he just has an incredible timing and quickness, and, and it all goes together and. Uh, he shows you he's got marvelous talent, and he's he's just a fantastic player. He's obviously a great athlete, but that also, as you just suggested, is a product of diligence and hard work, and and not just going with what God gave you. No, to be that good, you have to have everything going for you, and uh, and he does. You know, just for instance, we jumped into the into the circle, you know, where they're passing the ball around with the Harlem Globetrotters and they're doing tricks and stuff like that. He jumped right in there and did a couple of things and had people cheering and going crazy, you know. Uh, he just has marvelous talent, and and, uh, and the competitiveness that, that goes behind all of that is what really makes him a great player. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of technique, the uh, Byron Maxwell punch-out of the ball, I'm trying to imagine what the degree of difficulty is when you're – trying to tackle a guy, you're running pretty much full speed, he's running pretty much full speed, and you have to deliver that punch right on the button. Uh, the degree of difficulty has to be through the roof for that. Yeah, it really, it's, it, and it's a rare skill. Not very many players can do that. And we, We're trying to train all of our guys to do it. We practice it every week, and, and it still only surfaces in a few guys. And Earl's really good at it. Uh, Bobby's really good at it, and, and of course, Max, he's really been, he's famously good at it. Matter of fact, I think he has the most cost fumbles uh, as a defensive back in, in, since he's been playing or something like that. He's got some record like that going right now. Uh, he, so he's very specialized. It's a, it's a real timing, but it's also it's a savvy thing because you've got to do it at, and not at the expense of making the tackle. So there's a lot going into that, and he's just got a great knack for it. Yeah, well, it was sure an important play. If I had told you before the season that Russell Wilson was going to be the first quarterback in NFL history to lead his team in rushing, how would that have sat with you before the season started? Well, I, I would would not have thought that that could be possible with the guys we had coming out, out of, in, you know out of camp going into the season. I thought we were going to be really – a, a big running team, and really Chris Carson was the guy we had our had our sights on, and there was a bunch of guys, Thomas, and everybody we thought would have a shot. Uh, but as it's turned out, you know, because of the way the season has gone, and really fortunately uh, Russell's health and his marvelous offseason that he had to be prepared for it, um, uh, he's taken full advantage of it, but it's not at all the way we had scripted it and wanted it to go. Yeah, but uh, like you said, sometimes it was necessary, and he just does whatever it takes to win. Uh, one other thing about last Sunday, and then we'll move on to the game you have coming up, but uh, the, the whole thing with 
Earl Thomas talking to the Cowboys coach after the game. I know the fans are still buzzing about that, and I just wanted to get, now that you've had a couple extra days of reflection, your take on that. Well, you know, I, I found Earl after the game, after I heard that that happened. He was getting IV'd after the game in, in the training room, and I sat down with him. I said, do you realize what happened here by something you said? He, he said, what do, you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? He, he didn't, he, he felt he had no sense that that would have been something that would have been taken that way, you know, because he was just having fun and fooling around in the locker room with, with some guys that he knows. And, and, uh, and he was a, a lifelong cowboy fan growing up, you know, so it was to beat them there and all of that in front of all his family and all that. He was pretty charged up about it. And he was kind of having fun with it. Well, anyway, when I, when I mentioned to him, I said, you know, I think your fans back home are going to really wonder what you mean by that. And he said, no way. He said, I, I, I'm a Seahawk, you know? So anyway, so I said, you know, just make sure that you clear, you know, clear the air here with what you thought. And he was really wanted to be emphatically um, clear that, you know, that, that he didn't mean that he wanted to be a, on that team now. I and mean, he he was just having some fun and fooling around. And but uh, you know, that's how the media is, and it gets caught. And, and uh, sometimes you know you have to go back and retract and try to help yourself out. And, and he surely wants to send the signal to the to the twelves how much he loves being here and how grateful he is to be part of our team. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be a recurring theme when when we talk about just managing the the viral nature of everything these days all right Right. this sunday the uh, league moved the carolina atlanta game to the same time as you guys and i know you've said you can't be any more focused than you will be on on your game against arizona but are you going to be scoreboard watching a little bit? Are you going to peek when they put that no, score up there? No, I don't think we'll even know. I don't think they'll probably – I don't think it'll be up on the scoreboard. I don't know what they're doing with it. But uh, really, if, if we don't take care of business, it doesn't matter. And we know that we have to focus on what is at hand. It's a great uh, illustration of, you know, working in, to focus on that which you can control. You know, that's one of the main th- series we, we operate by. And, and so this is will be a good il- – illustration of that and hopefully we can get that done so would i'm sure you have a say in that would it it be your preference if they didn't do updates in the stadium um yeah i i I would think so yeah okay and and your players i mean i'm sure there there are always ways for them to find out since everything is viral like you said but uh but but i'm I'm just i guess i'm amazed by that because human nature i would think you'd want to know that's the part of that that amazes me i'd want to know if i was in your shoes it's not going to change anything dora we're going to do everything we possibly can to try and win you know and and uh we're not nothing would change one way or the other you know regardless of what the out what the outcome or what's going on in that game it's not going to be done until ours is anyway or whatever right be pretty close to the end so we'll figure it out you know we, we gotta go play our own game okay and that that's you know that i think the ability to focus like that uh, is something that we're you know that's excre- extremely important for performance, and we're going to try to exercise really good habits there and do the right thing. Okay, got it. Okay, so the game against Arizona, uh, there's a team, and I know Bruce Arians engaged in a little smack talking and called CenturyLink his home field because uh, they've won three of the last four up here. That sort of stuff. Uh, I, I'm guessing you shut that out too. Yeah, hey, Bruce can say whatever he wants. I mean, I'm sure he knows that we're four. We've won four out of five, or something down there, or something. Yeah, I think we're four and zero down there. So yeah. he probably knows that too. Okay, so. uh, Larry Fitzgerald. We don't know if this will be his last game, but I tell you what, among the players that I've gotten to talk to and know a little bit, uh, he's one of my favorite non-Seahawks. He is just all class, and this might be the last appearance for him up here in Seattle. But what a career this man has had. He's a great player. He's really just a consummate all-pro, great player. 
uh, and just lives it and exudes it and everything he does. He's a fantastic person. Uh, it's been a real pleasure playing against him. I'm, I don't know why he would retire. He just caught 100 passes, 1,100 <laughs> yards or something already this year. You know, he's having another great season. But uh, we'll see what happens. You know, there's there's talk about all kinds of stuff going on, and you know, you never know. Okay, how tough is Arizona playing right now? I know they've won three of their last five, and from what I've been seeing, it looks like their defense is playing really well right now. Yeah, they they haven't given up much of anything. They, it's the last three games they've given up 27 points total. You know, so they're they're playing great D, and that's how they're you know, how they're they're you know getting their momentum, finishing off this season. So we're going to have to balance that thing out. We got to do our own job on defense on them, and and see if the special teams can enter in, give us a little factor, and and uh, see if we can knock out our last last opportunity here in the regular season. And how is your health going into this game? The team's health. Uh, we're we're in pretty good shape. Um, unfortunately, Luke, Luke Wilson turned an ankle in practice uh, yesterday, and and uh, we got to see how he's going to do. But other than that, we're in pretty good shape. Jokel, uh, Luke Jokel didn't practice this week, but should play in the game. And and otherwise, we're really in, in pretty good shape. We should be grateful for where we are and at this time Na- of year. Nas Jones, uh, what happened with him? He he was is not able to make it back this week. Okay, got it. And, and you mentioned Chris Carson when we were talking about your preseason plans. And I know that there was a point a few weeks ago when you were hopeful you were going to get him back, uh, at least for a cup of coffee during the season. Where, where does that all stand? He had a shot at that door, and he and he, and he had a setback in his rehab. Uh, and, and it, it didn't it didn't bode well for him getting back. He was you know he was close. He was pushing it hard, getting ready. He was still not at practice yet, but in. in in the, the training port portion of it, and he, he didn't quite get through it, and so we kind of ran out of time. Uh, he'd have a chance in the next couple of weeks, but we'll you know we got to get going and keep winning and, and, and give him an opportunity to get back to us. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, I hope this is uh, not anywhere near the last of our talks. I hope we have about uh, four more of these if things go the way that uh, we're hoping. Let's do that. That sounds good. Okay, Pete. Thank you. We'll uh, talk to you in the new year. Okay. Happy New Year to everybody. See ya.